Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul Jenkins promoting pathological positivity today here at Live on Purpose Radio. And as always, I have a phenomenal guest with me. And by way of introduction, I ran into this person uh, a couple of months ago, I guess. And I was at an event where a lot of people were coming together to learn principles that create more freedom and purpose and all of those fun things that we talk about on this show. And Amy was there. Amy Walker of Amy Walker Consulting. And that probably doesn't mean a darn thing to you. It didn't to me at the time. I found this person who carried some energy that immediately caught my attention. And Amy, when I met you, I could tell that we were going to get along just fine because we're, we're about a similar purpose. So I want to introduce you uh, to our listeners. This is Amy Walker. Say hello, Amy. Thank you. And I felt the same way about you as soon as I met you. There's, there's an energy to it, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There really is. You meet people who they have a similar view of the world, and right. it just you recognize it. So we'll talk about what some of that purpose is as we get into into our show here today. But since then, we have crossed paths a few other times. In fact, recently you and I did a webinar together mm-hmm. that was all about increasing productivity and finding ways to to achieve better balance and positivity and uh, you know managing your time and everything else that's on your plate. That's something we did recently because it's, shall I say, it's one of the hooks that gets people engaged in a conversation that eventually leads to something even more important. Mm-hmm. I agree. Talk to us a little bit about your story. Tell us where this started for you, and then we'll see where it, where it goes. Well, I think like a lot of us, my story started from my pain, you know, yeah, I, right. I have five, five little boys. So my oldest is 11. I have an 11 year old, an eight year old, a six year old, a two and a half year old and a one year old. And my life is as crazy as that sounds with that wow. many little boys. Yeah. So I, um, all boys, was, huh? Oh yeah. All boys. We're a really thorough boy factory. We you make are... really cute ones and they're really good, but there's a lot of them. And you're really <laughs> totally outnumbered, aren't you? Oh, yes, but it's good. They, they're really good to me. I get to be the princess in the house, and they take care of me, and they're nice, very sweet. So I wouldn't ask for it to be any differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, when I very first started kind of on my path of, of finding the positives and, and really changing my life to create it as I wanted it to be, I was, uh, early on, I intended to be a stay-at-home mom. That was always my goal. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to raise my kids. And um, I did that for about six months before business came and presented itself to me. And I've always been really driven and um, really passionate. And so Mm -hmm. it 
seemed like a fun thing to do, so I started a business. It really is a hobby and was playing and having fun and, you know, enjoying life. And my husband was paying the bills and taking care of things, and I could just have this little hobby. And then all of a sudden, it changed. And it changed really fast. It changed one morning when my husband uh, woke me up and said he needed to go to the emergency room, and he was having heart problems. Oh, wow. So we, you know, it took some time. Didn't know what really was going on. But for the next couple of years, I was all of a sudden the main provider. So my Mm. little hobby business that made me some extra cash that I didn't have to be accountable for was now our financial support. And so I I ran that business and I also started another business on the side because I was, um, you know, I was having more babies. So now we have two babies and um, I'm getting ready to have my third. And I found myself at this point in my life being so overwhelmed. I mean, so overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. I'd wake up early in the morning and I'd get to work and I would um, be talking on the phone to clients and need to go throw up and say, let me put you on hold for a minute. And then I would go and be sick and then <sighs> I would have to come back and um, and I would work till late at night. And I just felt like nothing was working. I didn't feel like I was being a good mom. I didn't feel like I was being a good wife. I didn't feel like, you know, I'm working and my guts out mm. in business and we're barely making enough to pay our bills. And I had... One day where I actually, because I'd been really avoiding the checkbook as well. Like, if I didn't see it, then it didn't matter, you know? <laughs> it could kind of so, disappear. Yeah, and it's never really a good financial strategy. So one day, right. I something happened, and I became aware of where our finances were at, and it was really discouraging. And I just remember having that breakdown moment. And not, you know, it's not the cute cry where you look good. It was like sobbing and boogers and I was in my <laughs> office completely having it come apart and for some reason everybody was gone then I don't even remember why so I'm in my office and I'm having it come apart and I'm sitting here going through this process in my mind of like I am doing everything I can I work from the minute I wake up in the morning until you know one or two at night every day yeah. and I'm I'm trying I'm doing everything that I possibly can and this is too much you're just I maxed out I was so maxed. I remember thinking, I can't run two businesses and take care of two kids. And now here comes a third, oh. and my husband's sick, and you know, and 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 then all of the other pressures as well. Like, and I I'm supposed to make these cupcakes for preschool, and I'm supposed <sighs> to have my lesson ready for Sunday school. You know, it was all yeah. these thoughts, and I just was. I remember saying, I'm done. Like, I am done. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Wow. And I'm a I'm a really faith-based person, and so I Mm -hmm. was praying, but really I was more throwing a tantrum. And um, I remember just telling my maker, like, I am done. This is too hard. It is too much. You have to help me. Like, this is, I didn't sign up for this, and you need to take care of it. And I was just really done. Wow. And um, in that moment, the thought came into my mind, uh, you don't have to do any of it. I was mad. Whoa. I was mad. I was like, what do you mean I don't have to do any of it? If I don't clean, the house is a disaster. If I don't work, we don't have enough money to pay our bills. If I don't, you know, do this, then then we don't have that. And I, I was baffled, and I was kind of mad. Like, what do, what do you even mean I don't have to do any of it? Mm-hmm. And the thought came again, only this time it was sharp. There was a sharpness to it, and it almost felt like a spiritual spanking. And it was... You don't have to do any of it. Any of and in, it. And in my mind, I pictured myself leaving. 
and it was a wake-up call. Oh. You know, up until that point, I think I had just thought, like, you know, it, I'm just overwhelmed, and this is just how it is, and we just keep going and going. And that was a moment where I realized, okay, I have to do things differently. Because I went through that as a child. I still remember the morning when my family kneeled down to say family prayer, and then my mom left, and that was, I mean, that was the end of my family as I knew it. She did leave. Mm-hmm. And I, and wow. I never understood until that day. And all of a sudden I went, okay, I'm on a path here, and there's, there's some different outcomes that could happen. I could keep going on this path and completely check out. Mm-hmm. I could keep going on this path and just fight it out and be miserable forever, or there's got to be another option. And my third option was I could learn how to manage my life and be happy in the process. And I did not know how to do that at the time. Like, that was not a skill that I had, but it was, it was a starting point for me of going, okay, I, I can do this. And it was a, it was a shift, because I remember that day feeling like I had all these burdens. You know, I had two businesses to run. I had kids. I had, you know, a husband. And I, I had all these things that felt like burdens. And mm-hmm. there was a shift that happened that day where I just felt like, I brushed off the burdens and found, like, my most precious gems. You know, how grateful that I had two businesses to provide for us during that short period of time where my husband wasn't able to work. Like, that was a blessing. Uh I had these two healthy kids and another one on the way, and my third is absolutely joyful. He's just hilarious. You wouldn't send him back, huh? Oh, no, not at all. So what a blessing that was as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that um, my husband has worked hard his entire life, and he had this one little moment where he wasn't able to, but he's honest, and he's kind, and he's loyal, and he's a good dad, and he, you know, all those things, like, uh, everything that I had felt was a burden, at the root of it was a blessing, and I just had to, I had to learn to see the world differently. I had to learn to look through a different lens. Wow. And now you're speaking my language, Amy. I know. That's why we connected. It is. It's exactly why we connected, because you you happened onto something here. And I say happened onto it. I mean, this was a process for you. It wasn't just an event. Mm-hmm. An event triggered this, you know, as you experienced that message that you don't have to do any of this. It It triggered a new kind of thinking. I was thinking of a quotation I had heard first from Wayne Dyer when he said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm -hmm. And what a great example of that that you've shared with us here today because all of that stuff was still there, wasn't it? You know what was interesting that day? I I did put down a few things. I remember I pulled my son out of preschool for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a few things that I put down, but most everything there I picked back up. But this time I did it because I chose to. It was like, okay, I choose to do this business. I choose to do this business. Maybe I don't choose to do them both forever, but right now I choose them, and I choose to be grateful about it. And my Mm. load didn't change a lot in terms of responsibilities, but the emotional burdens I had attached to each one of those, that was huge. So even though I picked back up the responsibilities, I left behind the emotional burdens, and my load felt lighter. I felt like I could manage it. Right. Choose to versus have to. Yeah. Huge huge. difference. Huge difference. And it created some immediate freedom for you 
that wasn't tied to this list of things that you had to do. It was it was simply a choice when it came right mm-hmm. down to it. Yeah, and I, I remember feeling like I could breathe again. I just it felt so overwhelming. I just felt like I could never even catch my breath. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, when, when I let go of all of just that emotional burden of it, it was like, okay, I can breathe. I can yeah. actually see clearly, and I I can plug into my kids and connect with them instead of just doing stuff around them. It just felt really different that day. Mm. And that has led to all kinds of other things. I know that you, on a regular basis, provide training, consultation, and it's really based around this experience that you had, that it's possible to choose happiness now. Mm-hmm. with what you have. And then, of course, you can move on and create something even better than that. That's, I, And you and I are all about creation, you know, creating an upgrade mm-hmm. to what is. But it really starts with what you've just identified, seeing that what you have is good or seeing the good in it, mm-hmm. which then puts you in position to move forward and do some pretty amazing things. Yeah, I remember you talking about this, how people get the vision of what they want, mm-hmm. you know, and they live so much in that vision of what they want that then they look at their life and their life just feels like a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you start by embracing where you are, and then you look at where you want to go, and you go to the next step, and then you go to the next one, and then you go to the next one. Um, back then, I mean, business to me was like working your guts out and and hopefully scraping by. And now I look at my business, you know, years later, and mm-hmm. I I would never have at that point in time believed that I could have what I have right now. But it didn't mm-hmm. start by looking ahead and just thinking, oh, I'm going to get there. It was like, no, here's where I am. I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. I'm going to be grateful for it. I'm going to be happy in the process. And right. then let's try to do a little bit better, and then we'll do a little bit better. So it really is just step by step. Constant upgrades, right? Yeah. We'll be right back. Living in a nice big house with it's sunny with the pool, but I'll be cool. I'll always have a gig, I'll be big. I'll have parties with friends, places to go. Thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about MoreBetterBooks.com MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on MoreBetterBooks.com You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best smelling book could change your life Forever, It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? 
This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Success in any endeavor does not happen by accident. Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair fun here at Live On Purpose Radio today. Amy, before the break, you shared this story about some things that really opened your your eyes and your mind, really, to, to this truth. Happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. Can you get behind that? Absolutely. So regardless of our circumstances, there are ways to steer our mind in a direction that we can claim that now with what is, whatever it is. And then we're in a position to move forward and create some really cool upgrades. Yes. You know what that made me think of, though? Hmm. I, it brought me back to that place where I didn't see that there was a choice for happiness at yeah. that time, honestly. Right. And I think sometimes when you are in that pit, and people say, oh, you can just choose to be happy. It's like, well, whatever. That's you kind of annoying, like. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, you don't know what it feels like, and you don't understand up. my life. And, mm-hmm. and I will say this. You cannot choose to be happy when, at the same time, you are holding on to all of the hurt and the pain and the frustration and the overwhelm. You know, if you've mm-hmm. got all of those extra emotions, you can't really choose to be happy. So I think that was my first choice, was to let go of all of that, then to choose to be happy. Mm. Through an acknowledgement that you don't have to do any of this. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes choice, and if you choose to do it, it feels different than if you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's that's the big difference. Uh, Well, that's how we explain that feeling of being overwhelmed. It's that sense that you have to. And the emphasis, the linguistics, that makes a difference. It feels different to say there's so many things that I have to do versus there are so many things that I have to do. Mm -hmm. It feels different. I like to start my day by telling myself the things I get to do today. Mm -hmm. Isn't this cool? I get to do an interview with Dr. Paul. I get to talk to my clients. I get to go and do the speaking gig. You know, I get to play with my kids. It feels so much better to just start off the day like, what do I get to do today? Oh, look at all these things I get to do. Yeah. What if it's a root canal? Then, um, hmm. I've never (laughs) Uh, had one. You know what? I I have. And there's a reason why I chose to do that, because I was in pain. That's true. And a root canal is not a fun procedure, particularly. Did I have to do it? 
Nope, you could have lost your teeth and lived in pain. So there you go. Absolutely, and that's a legitimate choice as well. But we could apply the same thing. Now, I brought that one up because I get to? Really? Come on. A root mm-hmm. canal? I get to have a root canal today. Who says that? Mm-hmm. But what if we were to think that way? Because I live in a time and place where that's a possibility. Yep. Wow. And now I feel different. And it's not that, that the root canal is more pleasant. It's still painful. It's, it's not a pleasant procedure particularly. Right. Notice all the peas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we play around with that sometimes around here. But it, but it is an amazing blessing to me. When I'm able to see it that way, I feel differently about it, even though it's painful. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I, I spoke at a funeral recently, too. What's good about a funeral? Well, a lot yeah. of things. A lot of things. When you, when you make that a question, you know, not a statement disguised as a question. What's good about a funeral? Mm-hmm. Hear the exclamation point? It's not really a question. It's a statement disguised as a question. If you turn it back into a question, it's a pretty darn good one. Mm-hmm. What's good about a funeral? Right. Well, a lot of things. We could list some of those, but that's, that's an academic process. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amy, talk to us for a few minutes. We've got a few minutes left here. Talk to us a little bit about how we create that balance, you know? There's so many demands on our time and and trying to manage our families and our businesses. In five or six minutes here, what can you give us that you've learned that you train your clients about that that helps to get that into perspective? What's the most important stuff you've found? Uh, I would say number one is you need to change your definition of what your current roles are. So, Mm. for example, I'm a mother, um, five kids. Um, My definition of a mother growing up is a mom who stays home and a mom who cleans the house and a mom who drives the kids to all of their activities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it was very activity-based. That's how I, that was my definition of mother. My my grandma made homemade bread and sewed clothes and my stepmom did crafts. And so I'd taken the best of everyone that showed me that mother role, and I combined it into one role that I was supposed to take all of their talents, and that's what it meant to be a mother. <laughs> I don't have any of those talents. <laughs> Somehow you're supposed to be the super mom. Right, and th- mm-hmm. those are not my skills. And so getting really clear on what it means to be a mother, you know, I, I'm really good at connecting with my kids. We talk about anything and everything. I am really good at teaching them to think outside the box. I'm really good at teaching them to understand who they are and their value, um, I'm not really good at keeping everything in the house running completely organized. I'm not good at decorating. I'm not good at, um, you know, cooking. Canning peaches or whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually did can peaches this year. It was kind of fun. Did you? Way to go. There's, yeah, there's a lot of those things of it. I had to really say, okay, what is my definition of being a mother? Because mm-hmm. I do work. You know, I, I work from home. But I work from 8.30 until 3.30 every day. And so mm-hmm. there's, there's a difference there. You know, what is my definition of being a mother? And I had to really create some new definitions that, that I could fulfill. Right. Most of us are living somebody else's definition that they can't even fulfill. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't meant, you know, I'm not meant to parent like my mom did or like my grandma did or my stepmom did. I'm meant to parent like I'm meant to parent. Right. And it's great. It's just different. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my number one is to let go of, of anyone else's definitions. Um, and along with that, um, I actually have my clients write job descriptions of all the different areas of their life. And one of the things that we include in the job description is who they report to. <laughs> I love that section. Uh. Because I don't report to anybody except for my maker and me. Mm-hmm. And that's who I report to. You know, even my husband, I consult with my husband. And we're on the same page there. But I don't report to him in the sense of, you know, he doesn't... It's kind of a, That's kind of a tricky one. He's not your rep- boss. He's not my boss. <laughs> As the kids like to say. He's, yeah, he's my partner. And, and I yeah. take advice from him. But at the end of the day, I'm the one who has to live with myself. And when I'm trying to report to him, like I want him to think I'm a good mom, it doesn't stick. He already thinks I'm a good mom. If I don't feel like a good mom, then it doesn't matter. I'm looking at everything through the wrong yeah. lens. Like I'm trying to please people who are already pleased, and I can't even see that they're already pleased. Right, because of the noise in your own mind that's telling you you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually have my clients write out job descriptions. What are your qualifications for being in this role of your life? What are your responsibilities? And I only let them list like six responsibilities because let's be clear, driving carpool has nothing to do with being a mother. You know, being a mother is that that's role, true. that connection that we have. And and so many uh, women get caught up, and I think men do this as well, but they get caught up in the job of household management, and they define, you know, how they are as a husband according to how they're providing. They're different jobs. Providing mm-hmm. is a different job than being a husband. Managing the house and being that housekeeper role, that is a totally different job than being a mother. So that's so a separate job description. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, I watch this happen a lot where I'll have stay-at-home moms who are like, I am with my kids way more than you, and you are way more connected. I am not understanding this. And when we talk about it, they're spending so much time managing the household that they're missing the opportunities to dance in the kitchen and to play. Right. And to, you know, my, my sons, they, they'll come home, they'll be like, hey, I found out another girl has a crush on me. And I'll be like, really? Well, let's hear about it. And they'll tell me all the details. Like they miss out on those fun moments yeah. because they're so caught up in, you know, what needs to happen next on the schedule. So getting clear on what it really means to fulfill those roles in your life is so freeing. And you actually show up every day feeling qualified to live your life, which is good. We should, yeah. you know. Who's and more it, qualified than me to live my life? And it's okay to have more than one job, right? Absolutely. In fact, um, I recommend that most people start out with like four jobs because that's another thing we do is we give ourselves, you know, 50 different things that are all our job. Mm -hmm. So I recommend most people start out with four. If you're a good time manager, you can do five jobs and do them really well. Mm -hmm. I'm a master at time management and I don't like having six jobs. I'm happier with five. So my jobs, um, my number one job that I choose is daughter of God. My number two Uh job is wife. Number three is mother. Number four is Amy Walker Consulting. And then number five, I also have another company that's called The Celebration of Real Beauty that I run. And you'll notice household manager is not one of my jobs. And you put Um, those in order, right? Yeah, they're in a hierarchy, so I know which ones are most important. And, you know, for me, household manager is not my job because I can't work all day and then have quality time with my kids and take care of the house. 
And I'm not saying that's everybody's choice, but for me, you know, if I'm going to take on extra, I have to let go of something. And that's the one that I was actually really excited to let go of. It was (laughs) nice to be able to say, you know what, I can let people help with this. Absolutely. We can have someone come in and clean, you know, like someone else can fold my clothes. I was happy to give that one away, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. And because that frees up some space for you, mm-hmm. it also creates additional resources. Because I, I can almost hear the thoughts that are going on out there. But I can't afford to bring someone in. Yes. What if we could free up some space for you to to really do the jobs that you have even better? Well, and that this is my thing when it comes to getting help. Um, mm-hmm. We always think I don't have money, so I can't get help. And that's ridiculous. You know, I've I've had so many times in business where there was no money to pay somebody, but there was a neighbor who, you know, would be happy to watch my kid for a few hours each week while I watch hers for a few hours so that I can get some work In exchange, exactly. Or, you know, I even lived in a neighborhood one time where they had a cleaning co-op where one person liked to clean bathrooms, the other one liked to fold clothes, the other one liked to do kitchens, and, and they would take turns cleaning each other's houses, and they didn't mind cleaning someone else's house, they just mind cleaning their own. Right. So I believe that help is abundant, and most of us just have a hard time opening ourselves up to it. You know, I right. I was thinking about this this week because my office is really disorganized right now. I'm like, man, I just need someone to come organize my office. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, do I want to pay someone for that? And, and I realized in that moment that if I were to just say, you know, put it out there and say, you know what, my office is really disorganized. I could use some help. Does anyone, would anyone be willing to come and help me? Someone would say yes. Absolutely. And they would come and help me organize that. And so there's always help and there's always resources. Yes. And, you know, if you're, if you're not, for, for a lot of women who they're not in business, it might make sense for them to be the one who is that household manager. But there's also a difference between being the household manager and the household servant. Right. You know, get your family helping. Get them enrolled in that common goal of what you want your home to be like. Exactly. There's, there's so many ways. And I think the mm. big thing is we have to tell ourselves, there are options. Let's find them. What are what's available? What can we think of? How can we solve this problem? Instead of just saying, "Well, I don't have I don't have money. I can't hire help." That's great for you, but I don't have a business. You know, how can you get people to help you so that you're mm-hmm. loving that role even more? Exactly. You know what? You've got me fired up, Amy. And I've <laughs> talked to you before, and I know some of these principles, but it's creating a sense of of hope and possibility as we wrap up today. I know that you offer all kinds of hope and possibilities to to solve exactly the kinds of things that we've been talking about here today. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? What do you have to offer them? The best way for people to get in touch with me is to go to my website, and it's amywalkerconsulting.com. And mm-hmm. on that homepage, there's actually a place there where you can register for a free five-week training course. And it's all about how to get your business and family life in balance. And so uh, if you own a business, it's going to be a perfect fit. If you're not in business, you're still going to get a lot of great content. And then I also do about once a week, except when I'm on vacation, I do uh, free trainings by webinar. So when you register for the the e-course, you'll also get the updates for our schedule for upcoming training. So you can stay plugged in. I talk a lot about balancing business and family I um, talk a lot about how to create a strong business that generates income mm-hmm. in the 
you know, in the shortest period of time possible. So I'd love for your listeners to plug in. Oh, wonderful. Tremendous value, folks. AmyWalkerConsulting.com. Plug into that five-week course. It's free and very valuable. Thank you so much, Amy. You're welcome. Everybody go out and live on purpose.